0: Sullivan here to remind you to stop putting screens on your gutters. Better to schedule a free estimate with the local experts at Gutter Helmet so you stay off the ladder. Visit gutterhelmetindy.com. With Gutter Helmet, you'll never clean your gutters again. GutterHelmetindy.com.
1: Good morning. It is Thursday, January 26th. It is six minutes after 10, and you're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Thanks a lot. So the U.S. is going to send 31 (laughs) battle tanks to Ukraine.
0: That's hilarious. I see what you did there. Thanks a lot. That's
1: great. You're welcome. Uh, This is going to be joining Germany in sending the vehicles to support the fight against Russia's invasion. So this decision to deliver the M1 Abrams tanks was announced just hours after Germany said that it would send 14 of its Leopard 2
0: tanks as well. So, a reminder from our government that no matter what happens over there, and despite the fact that you as the American public have been given basically zero in terms of information of how the money has been used and how successful that use of the money is, there's been no audit, there's been no, you know, like you would in any other business decision where hey we put x amount in here and for that we got a b and c and now we can judge was a b c worth the value of the money we put in there is there is none of that there's not going to be any of that and the wild thing about this is almost universally in our u.s government the people who we entrust to steward our tax dollars republicans and democrats there's almost no call from any of them to do this there's almost no call for you know out of the side of the Rand Pauls and the Thomas Masseys th- there's basically no call for let's definitively find out how all this money we've we've given them has been spent and was this a good use of our money and it's not being done Casey because it's not their money. These people in Washington do not care because it's, it's it's not their money. They're taking it from someone else.
1: Yeah. So, Lindsey Graham tweeted out yesterday, the sooner this war is over, the better. The sooner Putin is defeated, the more stable the world will be. And then he hashtagged it with Ukraine, Abrams, Leopard 2, Germany, and also Poland. Because now Berlin has cleared the way for other European countries to send more German-made tanks from their own stocks. And this is something that Ukraine has been lobbying for for months now they've been asking please send us these tanks and i'd like to point out to you that the ukrainian battalion typically consists of 31 tanks which is why that's the number that's been agreed upon so at this point we're letting ukraine determine how much stuff they're getting
0: sure now here is the president uh basically confirming that our never-ending war in ukraine is never ending and we'll just keep sending them the money forever and ever
2: and today today i'm announcing that the united states will be sending 31 abram tanks to ukraine the equivalent of one ukrainian battalion secretary austin has recommended this step because it will enhance the ukraine's capacity to defend its territory and achieve its strategic objectives
1: so ukrainian's president Vladimir Zelensky said, it's an important step on the path to victory. Today, the free world is united as never before for a common goal, liberation of Ukraine.
0: Here is the, well, there's many dangers in this, but here is the uh, human danger, which is the more you escalate, the logical conclusion becomes human intervention, mm-hmm. Right. Even if you're a person who doesn't care at all about our, our country's finances or mass deficit spending or or just printing money like it's going out of style or, you know, even if you don't care about any of that stuff and the impact that's having on you, you should care about this and be very, very, very concerned, because with every escal- escalation, the logical conclusion becomes human intervention and we all know when we talk about human intervention it's not going to be nato or the eu or any of those people human intervention is always us our politicians have a sickening obsession a lust if you will for the military industrial complex because the military industrial complex gives gigantic sums of money to these people to prop them up And this is like a dream come true for these politicians in Washington because they can continue to enrich their donor buddies while right now not having any sort of human involvement. So our foreign policy is so bad, Casey, and this is how far it's devolved, that we say, well, you're complaining about helping Ukraine? Well, it, it could be worse. There could be troops on the ground. You don't want Iraq again. This is so much better than Iraq. That's our standard. You're so much better than Iraq because we're not getting American servicemen killed right now when the logical end to any honest person is human intervention.
1: Many people are saying we just swapped Afghanistan for Ukraine. And meanwhile, Russia is saying that this is a blatant provocation and these tanks will burn like all the rest. They're just very expensive. These are going to be brand new Tanks that we're sending, and White House spokesperson John Kirby, he also confirmed there's no sign shutting off the never-ending spigot of money going to Ukraine. I think we need to prepare ourselves that uh, to uh, to co- to continue to to have to continue to support Ukraine for for quite some time. I can't be perfectly predictive uh, on that, and I obviously, and you heard the president say this today. We'd like to see this war end today, and it absolutely could. All Putin has to do is pull his troops out of Ukraine, call it a day, and it's over. But he has shown no signs of being willing to do that. So this is a bit of a reversal with sending the tanks. Because we've been told that they're expensive to maintain and challenging for the Ukrainian troops to operate.
0: And look at what's going on in Afghanistan now. There are reports that the Taliban is selling military weaponry. Military weaponry? military weapons thank you uh that we left behind in afghanistan when we vacated that country and allowed those lunatics to take it over they're now selling that to russia this is what always happens our stuff ends up in the hands of maniacs and there is a better than not chance that's what's going to happen again here because if it keeps happening over and over and over and over again Why would it be any different this time? Yeah, Kirby
1: said that the change was attributed to the position on the ground, as well as Russia's tactics. So we're being reactive, not proactive in this area. Let's talk about what's going on with Facebook and Donald Trump. It's 12 minutes after 10. You're listening to Kennel and Casey on 93 WIBC. So Meta is now going to allow Donald Trump to return to Facebook and to Instagram in the next coming weeks.
0: Well, that's too bad for Donald Trump, but it's probably going to be good for us on our show. Although he has, I will give him credit, he has stayed off Twitter. Mm -hmm. Did you think he would make it this long without being on Twitter?
1: Okay, so there's a little bit of a exclusivity agreement that he has with his Truth Social. Right. He has to wait as something like, six hours he can post something on truth social but then he has to wait six hours before posting the same content to any other platform so if he's going to put something out on truth you got to wait six hours before he can tweet it out well you know trump yeah he likes to do more of a stream of consciousness so by then the mood is gone right he's already moved on to something else
0: I love this quote. So, MSN, uh, CNBC, I'm sorry, CNBC had the story. I love this quote. This is from Nick Clegg, Meta's president of global affairs. Listen to this. Like, where was this in 2020? As a general rule, we don't want to get in the way of open public and democratic debate on Meta's platforms, mm-hmm. really. Especially in the context of elections, really. Mm-hmm. In democratic societies like the United States. Yeah.
1: And then he goes on and he says the public should be able to hear what their politicians are saying. <laughs> Well, well, that's definitely a change, huh? Uh, Facebook with 2.93 billion monthly active users. Uh, Let's see. Yeah, it's still one of the uh, most used social media platforms worldwide. Is it the first one you check in the morning when you get up? Alarm, uh, alarm goes off. You grab your phone. What's the first social media platform you go to?
0: No, because I generally have more lunatics who hate me on Twitter, so I get more joy out of that. Mm-hmm. So I usually go to Twitter first because they're usually more mean spirited over there, and I know that I've made them <laughs> that miserable. That gets you going. Yeah, uh, but but then you know I, I'll check the Facebook. And I'm kind of over Facebook. It's still, as you said, a platform that a lot of people use. But, you know, the original Facebook was the golden era of Facebook. Why, Casey? Because the original Facebook, as everybody who's seen the Facebook movie knows, it was about picking up chicks. Mm -hmm. And no (laughs) offense, when they let the old people on there, it was straight downhill. When it was us young whippersnappers and college kids. It was fun. And you could hop into some girl's DMs and go... Hey, I think we have a class together when you knew you clearly didn't have a class together, but it was a logical excuse because they had to put their college they were at so you could say you were at the same college. Well, those were the golden days, Casey.
1: So Trump has said that uh, he really has no appetite to renew the exclusivity clause that he has with Truth Social, and that expires in June. So if he doesn't renew his agreement with Truth Social come June, all bets are yeah. off, and Here he might go. just be, yeah. Facebooking it, Instagramming Reels, Twitter, whatever. He's gonna go crazy. Fifteen minutes after ten, it's Kendall and Casey on ninety three WIBC.
3: When you get up in the morning and you see that crazy sun. Eighteen minutes after ten, keep me in your heart for a while. it's
1: Kendall and Casey on
3: ninety three
1: WIBC. Warren Eveon Day continues.
0: Me you know. I don't ask for much around here, right? I don't like ask I, a lot from you I show you up to work every day. I do my job. <laughs> and then you just.
1: Wait, wait. Did you just say you show up to work every day?
0: I do. Unless, unless I'm was snowed you in. Was she here yesterday?
1: You weren't here yesterday.
0: I uh, shoveled my driveway after the show yesterday. And yeah. that was some of the thickest, yeah. wettest snow I have ever experienced. I mean, there was not a lot of it. But it would have been a real danger Mm -hmm. for me to drive all the way in Mm -hmm. and then have to drive all the way home, given how thick and wet the snow was. And then let's pretend that something happened to me on the way home. What good would that be for our audience? You
1: are very precious. We need to keep you safe and we should just wrap you in bubble wrap. Well,
0: I'm not saying we have to go that far, but I am (laughs) saying that, you know, I would have been here if I felt my safety was not at, at, at put in jeopardy by yeah. driving.
1: Uh, that was good packing snow. You could have made a snowman. That would have that would have been really
0: per. Fun. It would have been a perfect snowman. Yeah. Yeah. snow. Yeah. And by the way, it never seems like the predicted snow happens. When was the last right. time predicted snow happened? Like I remember, I don't know. I was working at the state. There was like. Uh, they shut the state down one time because there were drifts and it was like two feet of snow or something like that. Mm-hmm. But that was 10 years ago. Yeah. And then uh, before that, there was an ice storm a couple of years before that, which was pretty bad. But very rarely does the snow live up to the snow again. Uh, the warning. snow prediction.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, that's okay with me. Let's look at some trending stories. Uh, Mike Pence, still trending this morning. Classified documents, apparently including Included briefing memos from some of his foreign trips. Also trending: U.S. News has named the best tourist attraction in the state of Indiana. You want to take a guess at what they claim it is?
0: What well, what constitutes a tour? Like something people would want to come to see. Mm -hmm. So, like
1: most famous for what Indiana is most famous for?
0: Okay, well, so is it? Because like the Soldiers and Sailors Monument would certainly be something that I would think about when people think of Indiana. Like, but but
1: if you're not a resident of Indiana and somebody says
0: Indianapolis what? Motor Speedway, obviously, okay, all right, that's it. But see, I don't, I didn't know if that was considered a tourist attraction because it's a sporting event, but is a sporting event a tourist attraction? I guess that was what I was hung up on because I yeah. would have certainly gone with either that or Lucas Oil Stadium. Mm-hmm. But I didn't know if like a single day. Sporting event event is considered a tourist attraction. Yep.
1: According to U.S. News, it is. That is Indiana's best tourist attraction. And also, let's see here. The Food Network, they also came out with their list of things. They named the 50 best barbecue joints in every state and Big Hoffa's located in Westfield. Was the winner for Indiana. Oh. If you're into barbecue, maybe put that on your list. 21 minutes after 10, and it's Kendall and Casey on 93WIBC. Did you watch Sesame Street a lot I did. when you were young? I
0: did. I still have my Sesame Street books mm-hmm. uh, from when I was a kid. The co-creator,
1: Lloyd Marisette, he passed away at age 93.
0: I saw this, and so my question is, Mm -hmm. where do we put Sesame Street in terms of the all-time most important shows? Because if you think about how long it has been on, Mm -hmm. and the amount of people it has
4: affected, affected, influenced,
0: influenced, whatever, it's got to be, I mean, what, probably The Young and the Restless and then Sesame Street? (laughs) How long has
5: it been on? It
1: it started in 1969, debuted November 1969.
0: So that is, what is that, 54 years, almost 54 years, 53 Mm -hmm. years? So when you think about a basically daily show for 53 years, a person who would have been a, a small child when the show debuted... Is now nearing either retirement or social security age. I mean, that's how influential and long that show has been la- lasting. And there haven't been many shows. That have really done that, right? Yeah.
5: At first, I was gonna say, you know, maybe South Park could. uh, No, I'm sorry. I don't think it's in the same league.
0: No, I don't. And I don't think (laughs) South Park has had the profound impact on like young children the way uh, Sesame Street has. So what? What would we say? Like, I mean, long running shows, Jeopardy. I don't think there's quite an emotional. I mean, I know some people have a deep connection to Jeopardy, but Jeopardy, like Wheel of Fortune, certainly another one. Uh, The Price is Right.
1: Well, Kevin's actually on to something because I found this other article that said that South Park is listed as one of the top 20 most influential shows because they did set a new bar for adult animation.
5: Yeah, and it's it's always been culturally relevant. It's always, you know, they're keeping up with pop culture and it's been on for like 25 years. It's
0: interesting. Yeah, I was in the eighth grade when South Park came out.
5: They also list
1: M.A.S.H. as a influential show, one-of-a-kind medical show. Uh, the Flintstones was the first adult cartoon show. The Golden Girls, reshaping how people look at older women as being influential, all in the family, brought battling ideas together in one family. So
0: this is the question for the room. Mm-hmm. And if anybody's listening to us from Ohio to Illinois and all points in between, where I believe this radio frequency carries, um, I'm always told no one's listening. But it appears many people must be listening. I don't. Yes. I don't know who to believe. Or
1: you're told a lot of people are won't listen yes. to you anymore. That's right.
0: And then yeah. they're still listening. Mm-hmm. Um, what is the most influential show? in American history. Mm-hmm. So if we were to do this and think about it, maybe you can call our hotline at 317-684-8444 if you want to weigh in on this. So we're talking longevity mm-hmm. and societal impact are probably right, like the two Seinfeld? bars. I'm
1: going to throw that yeah, one out that's there.
0: Yeah, defi- it's definitely up there. But again, the longevity, and I'm not saying it's a weighted scale, May you know i I don't know i if you did a weighted scale, obviously, a sitcom would have a very hard time competing with a show that's been on fifty three years
1: mm-hmm. but it did alter the sitcom genre, yeah, you know, kind of the model that yeah. a lot of other shows were framed after.
0: I mean, but how many shows can you actually remember and sing the theme song to as well? I mean, I could sing the Sesame Street song right now and I've not watched Sesame Street in 35 years.
5: Yeah. I I just thought of one that maybe could be a contender. Yes. Uh, Mr. Rogers.
0: Oh, boom. Perfect. Yes. That's got to be right up there, right? Yeah. Again, the longevity is an issue, but I would make the case that Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood was, for the time it was on, more influential than Sesame Street.
5: Yeah, I think that could be... uh strong you case think so? sunny day sweeping <laughs> the
0: blues away <laughs> so- on my way to where the air
5: is sweet and with as angry. Can you tell it, me, tell how, me
0: how, to to get, how
1: to get how to get
0: to, get to Sesame Street. Street? So
1: by the end of the first season, Sesame Street had over 12 million three to five year olds watching.
0: Somebody put this in the chat, and it's probably true. Although I will call bull crap on this because it's only about the first seven or eight seasons actually mattered. The Simpsons are probably in that. Oh, oh yeah. Joey just said the same thing in the chat too. Yeah. yeah,
1: talk about longevity. That's the longest airing sitcom. Yeah, but I mean
0: if if you've if, you're the, if the 20 of your years are complete trash, does that really count?
1: <laughs> well, I think we need, if you're trying to make a Mount Rushmore of shows, we need to know what the qualifications are before we can.
0: Well, that's what I'm saying. I think, I, well, I know we got to get you a break here Longevity, was
1: influential. What well, else do you want? Do
0: ratings count? Because, I mean, Sesame Street didn't have the ratings like, say, a Seinfeld did. Right. So
1: but that's also has to do with the time slot of
0: so the channel. All right. All right. Here we go. Longevity, societal impact, total people watching. Is that fair?
1: Okay. Are we good? <laughs> I mean, if we, good. we
0: could be here for nine days, but I just really think the premise is called the hotline. Family with guy. All
1: right.
5: You ever watch Stop that? Stop it,
1: Kevin! <laughs> He's just throwing out shows now. All right, it's 27 minutes after 10. You're listening to Kevin and Casey show. on 93 WIBC. And coming up next, we're going to hear from you with your voicemails. <laughs>
3: That's on the list. So
1: sorry you had just reached my answer that's our phone number if you'd like to contribute it is time to hear from you with your voicemails at 10:31 with Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC
0: All right, so we got a wonderful phone call from and look we love every single one of our listeners, but one of our favorite is GERT mm-hmm. And part of GERT is the intrigue about GERT. Like, what is Gert's story? (laughs) Because Gert is a sassy old broad who (laughs) loves to bring the heat. Mm -hmm. And we've kind of come up with our own stories in our minds about Gert uh, over the years. And, well, Gert called, and she addressed that, amongst other things.
4: Hey, Rob and Casey, it's Gert. I just want to (laughs) say... That all the news channels on TV say Mike Pence lives in Zionsville. However, I'm not quite sure what the difference is, but it doesn't give Carmel a good name when you talk about Mike Pence. And the other part, Rob, I was listening last week when you talked about me and said, You'd like to know what my story is. Well, my story can be whatever you want it to be. Nothing's close to the truth, I'm sure. But you can imagine, fantasize, whatever. It's your show. Love you guys. I've been out shoveling snow already this morning for my dog. Talk to you later. Bye. <laughs> for her, for her
1: dog, she's making a path, a potty path and, for her puppy.
5: I do know her dog's name. Uh, I think she has a dog named Peanut. How do you know that? Because she calls into the Home and Garden show. Oh, really? When I was board opping for that show? Uh, yeah, she would call quite often. Really? I think well, I believe his name is Peanut. She might have to call back in to confirm that. I love
0: that Gert's and Gert's interpretation is whatever you're fantasizing about. It's okay, Gert. There have been no fantasies. You're just curious what your story is. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. All right. I want to hang out with <laughs> yeah, her. Yeah, I
0: do too. I, let, let's invite Gert to the next mentoring session. We'll go pound some brews with Gert. <laughs> okay. that, that would be awesome. She would have way more wisdom
5: than you.
1: <laughs> <laughs> probably, Kevin.
5: Probably.
1: Uh... By the way, and, and I'm and I'm looking it up because I heard J.D. Thomas, who was our guest an hour ago yeah. when we were talking about classified documents, he was saying that Pence's home was in Zionsville as well. But everywhere I look, it's listing in as Carmel.
0: Yeah, I think it's kind of like on the border. Now, Mm -hmm. clearly, for taxing purposes, etc., it has an actual physical location. Like, is this Zionsville? Is it Carmel? But, either way... (laughs) It's central Indiana. It's a home that is much bigger than he should be able to afford, given the fact that he has been a grifter off the taxpayers for 20 years. He has
1: seven and a half bathrooms in that house.
0: What does Mike Pence, his children are grown.
1: Right. He's
0: an empty nester. What would Mike Pence possibly need seven and a half bathrooms for? (laughs) I don't know. What possible reason could there be?
1: But it's lovely. There's a pool. He's
0: got a billiards room. of course he does, right? Because he's one of the people. (laughs) Um, All right. Uh, We got a call that I thought the lady asked an interesting question about all the spending that's going on in our nation right now.
4: Hey, Rob and Casey. Love listening to you guys. I'm from Florida. Hey, I just have a question, and I asked my husband, and he didn't have an answer. (laughs) And he usually does have, have an answer for everything. But what is the worst that can happen with the debt? The national debt. What is the absolute worst? Because it doesn't seem to be a concern uh, for the people who make these decis- decisions. So, what is the worst that can happen? Love you guys. Bye.
1: <laughs> well, the worst that can happen. Can I? Can I answer? Yes, please go ahead, the, the The brief answer is that I will never, ever, ever, never, ever be able to retire. Yes, because inflation will just go higher, 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 yeah. and can't afford anything
0: yeah so i think that first of all that's the number one thing and you've seen it over the past couple of years which is when you print money the it takes more of that thing to buy the previous thing Mm -hmm. so you have seen the immediate real world implication the other part of this becomes and, and and it comes into your creditors right and the number one creditor to the american debt is the American public and that are you know in a sense it's people who buy bonds etc mm-hmm. treasury bonds and if you think our government would give a second thought to totally screwing you over and making sure you don't get the money that you are owed or we are owed as a society you, you know you better think again and there comes a point where people in terms of doing business will not want to do business with you there's nothing good that comes from the debt right there's nothing people can argue how serious certain aspects of it are but there's nothing good that comes of it so whether everything's a five on the serious level or everything's a 10 on the serious level if there's nothing good that comes from it why would you do it
1: Okay, well, because you wouldn't. <laughs> right. And, and one of the things that can happen is other countries buy our debt. Right. And if those treasury bonds are not valuable anymore, they're going to stop buying our
5: debt.
0: Right. Uh, okay. More phone calls. Let's see. We got. Uh. We, uh shoot. I'm having a brain cramp. Here. Okay. Yes. Uh. We got. We had a lengthy. <laughs> Thank you. No
5: wonder you're having a brain. Well, cramp. <laughs> we had a lengthy
0: conversation yesterday about Justin Bieber getting a gajillion dollars to sell his music catalog. Two
1: hundred million, I think. it And was. I said,
0: I do not. I could not name three Justin Bieber songs. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I don't understand this, and this guy called and totally missed the point of the conversation, but go ahead.
2: Rob, I completely could not disagree with you more on the Justin Bieber $200 million thing. Uh, That is capitalism at work. Um, I can't stand Justin Bieber. I can't name one of his songs, but to compare him to the Stones or Beatles, that's just ridiculous of course he's not but if I had a chance to sell anything that I had for 200 million bucks I'd do it in a heartbeat it's worth what someone will pay for it also Bruce Springsteen I'd rather listen to Justin Bieber than Bruce Springsteen that dude couldn't hold a tune
0: in a barrel so let's that let's, had to hurt a little. Let's play what's going on in this. Let's play the game. What's going on in this guy's life? Okay, because we do something that no other show does, which is every single day we take a bevy of phone calls and give you the ability to be heard on the most powerful media outlet in the state of Indiana. We don't have to do that. We do that because we're we like you, right? We're good, kind-hearted people, contrary to popular opinion. And this guy is like you know what I'm going to do on my opportunity uh, to be heard on statewide radio? I'm going to go, I'm going to say something that I think will get at the guy who is giving me the opportunity (laughs) to be heard because that'll show him. Like, does he think that the rest of the day I'm going to be walking around going, man, my day is completely ruined because- That caller said Bruce Springsteen could not sing. That's it. (laughs) 20 years of fandom, and it it, it just now dawned on me, and it's all over for me now. Okay, that's the first part of it. The second part is, he didn't pay attention to the conversation at all. Nobody said the guy shouldn't be able to get the money. Mm Mm-hmm. That there should be some intervention to prevent it. I said, I don't understand it. And we logically walked through, from an investment standpoint, the questions that I had about that. Mm -hmm. Because when you're buying that, it is harder to monetize music on albums sold or downloads or whatever now. Because there's so many different ways people do that. Mm -hmm. We said, how do you monetize that investment that seems like a bad investment? And I would not put him on the level of the Rolling Stones or the Beatles, which are the people that are getting these hundred million dollar plus deals for their music.
1: Yes. And he's still young with a lot of future ahead of him. He could still go on to write a lot more songs. But we did lay out the big fan base that Justin Bieber does have. Music is subjective. It's just like art. Just because you don't like it does not mean that there aren't millions of people out there that do.
0: Right. And I accept the fact that there are many people Kevin's age who make terrible choices every day. Look, Kevin, <laughs> comes to work with us every day. Clearly that is happening. I I just said I cannot name any of his songs and I do not understand mm-hmm. the investment on that because I thought it would be a hard, a hard sell to get a rate of return based on how people are monetizing music these days. That phone call, I played it because I just wanted to prove a point mm-hmm. because we don't have to let you on the air. <laughs> So here's the deal going forward. (laughs) You will show this show respect, or you will not get played. I hate to have to put the foot down, Casey, but calls like that ruin it for everyone else. You're
1: just mad because he said he didn't like Bruce Springsteen. I don't care at
0: all what that guy thinks about Bruce Springsteen. I could care less. It's a lack of respect for this show, just like the person who didn't put the computer back. I'm so sick of the lack of respect from everybody. (laughs) The
1: accountability. Can we just have Gert on every single phone call? Absolutely.
0: There was one more phone call. I forgot what it was. Oh, uh, Donnie called. Go ahead.
2: You were talking about the Ticketmaster scandal. And you guys hit the nail right on the head again. Why is the Senate even involved in this? Out of all the stuff going on in the country and the world, that's what they're worried about. And you said it, Rob. You don't don't buy the tickets. Because I tell you, that's the answer for the problem and they're too high. People, don't buy the tickets. If most stadiums and venues are half empty or empty, ticketmaster and the artist, they will change how they do stuff. Period. Love the show. Keep up the good work.
1: Well, do we think that they were trying to get down to the bottom of a monopoly well, they that, were... is, that is the government's business then.
0: Yeah, but, but they, no, those people we talked about yesterday, they were groveling because the Taylor Swift people are mad. And so that's like a gajillion teenage girls mm-hmm. who have been scorned by their junior high boyfriend. And as such, when you've got a gajillion teenage girls who have been scorned by their junior high girlfriend and for some reason find solace in a woman who for like 15 years has been writing about being scorned by her boyfriends mm-hmm. and instead of looking in the mirror and saying maybe it's me, just keeps <laughs> making money off blaming the man.
1: I do believe that her current single actually says that, hey, it's me, I'm the problem.
0: Yeah, is she giving any of the money back that she's made after all the years of <laughs> blaming everyone from John Mayer to all points in between? No, I don't think so. The But you don't have to buy the ticket, right? Mm-hmm. Right. There are other companies who sell tickets that you use them, these artists use them because they're a colossal mega giant who is normally capable of processing that. And Taylor Swift sets the rules. If she do not like the dynamic ticket pricing, don't use Ticketmaster.
1: And she's making the money off of it. Yeah, but other bands have tried that, and it's it's bitten them in the behind. Like Pearl Jam tried to stand up to Ticketmaster Uh in the 90s, and it did them no favors. They ended up having to cancel the tour because of the monopolistic nature that Ticketmaster has. And since they've merged with Live Nation, it's made it just worse.
0: Okay, but the but the point is this has been going on right for years and years and years, and a governing body approved that merger with oversight of that merger. Look, if you don't if you want to stand up to Ticketmaster, don't buy the ticket. Mm-hmm. I'm I am putting my money where my mouth is by not buying the Bruce Springsteen tour tickets. He's set to go on tour in like a week. Mm-hmm. I am not going. It's too much money. This whole thing is ridiculous. We agree on that. Yeah. But if you want to do something about, nobody's willing to suffer, right? Gimme, gimme, gimme. Well, why don't you just not go to the Taylor Swift concert? Well, I have well, to go. Well, but, 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 but then how will I know how to deal with my junior high boyfriend who
3: <laughs> acted like a junior high boy and found another girlfriend? Hey, uh, 15-year-old
1: heartbroken boys and girls need music too.
0: Uh I agree, but I think a woman in her 30s who's still writing about the same stuff she was writing about in her (laughs) teens, probably not the place to find it. You're
1: saying there's no growth there? Um, (laughs) Enough of Taylor Swift. We've got Hammer joining us next on 93 WIBC.
3: I saw a werewolf with a Chinese menu in his hand. Through the streets of Soho in the rain. Good morning. It
1: is 1048. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Hammer's joining us in the studio. What are you doing? Are you looking for classified documents?
0: My headphones are just... Rob is down on the floor. Hammer will back me up on this. We have a continued issue with headphones in this place.
3: Right. And last week, someone, and maybe it's our engineer staff, so hats off to them, they put a wicker basket here Mm -hmm. of multiple headphones, and this is important, with adapters in the studio, Mm -hmm. because we have to plug our headphones into this little jack, and you have to have the right adapter. Now, I don't know what happens after Friday at 7 (laughs) o'clock, and by the time Tony Katz let's just for argument's sake, say he comes to work, is here on Monday. (laughs) All the headphone adapters and jacks leave. And I don't know if it's Ethan, if that's no good rotten Abdul, if it's the gun guy, whoever keeps stealing the adapters, Mm -hmm. I say we send them to Guantanamo.
0: Well, we had this issue this morning too because someone had messed with the on-air computer and had uh, not put it back so we couldn't stream the first segment of the show on YouTube. And the issue with the board. Now, you're guilty of this with the camera. You never put the camera back but at least that's an easy fix why don't people put things back where they found them why don't you stand up like a good
3: broadcaster is supposed to why would i do that
0: i'm looking at the screen i'm actually doing research during my show because i've I- got
3: the camera set up to where if you're standing up like you're supposed to do in a broadcast
0: what? it's right there where was that written down in broadcast school you must stand up during your broadcast oh, yeah
1: it opens up your diaphragm so that you can project better thank you it also helps with your energy
3: level Brownsburg education coming through really good in those communication you're classes. Kid, you're kid, no, no, you're I'm kidding. totally not. I barely kidding. got an education. I've
1: actually even asked our bosses, Matt and David, like, you know, they're talking about if and when we ever move studios because of the, you know, new new owners. Uh, are we gonna have a stand up board?
3: Right, and Nigel said he would stand up as well, mm-hmm. except for he's getting old and he can't see, so if he has a note in front of him
0: <laughs> that keyboard's pretty far away from when you stand up. but seriously, like what why do people keep messing with stuff and not putting it back? Okay, I took uh, you know that adapter, as you said, or I did something with the computer. What, are we just not teaching common decency anymore? What's going on here? Let
3: me ask you a question. do you are those your headphones?
0: No. But they're always right here. They're the same place, right? Right. I I keep them in the same place. And I
3: bring my own, and I put whatever headphones are right there back in the said wicker basket. Here, Casey, show everybody the uh, basket in question here on the YouTube. Because
1: here's the deal, guys. It's kind of like a doctor with a stethoscope. You know, they have their own stethoscope. They don't share one. I have my own headphones. Didn't I bring these with me in every studio I go into. This is my... You know,
3: right and I have my own unless I'm running way late like I was today. yeah, um, but they're in my office. I usually take them everywhere. but in the event you need an emergency set of headphones or you have a guest in studio. Mm-hmm. this is where the basket, this is where the headphones and adapters are supposed to be. But something happens after Friday at seven o'clock from the time we get back here on Monday.
0: Uh okay. Let's talk about something positive, shall we? No, and- no. Let's, let's let's rip on the people. Let's name suspects okay. here. All right, because <laughs> that's fine. I just I try to take the high ground.
3: No 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 because part of me thinks it's Abdul. Because, he's never here, though. Well, he's here, but he always makes it look like he's working, but he's not doing anything. Yeah, that's true. He's laying the groundwork for his possible mayoral run, so I think he's networking, but sometimes he's in other studios, and I know he doesn't have his own headphones, because that would require him <laughs> to spend a little bit of money. This is an investment into your career. It is. Uh, Thank
0: you, Casey. Oh, okay, so, okay, we got to So Abdul. he's suspect number one. Ethan could certainly be someone, although Ethan is a pretty, he's a business owner. He's pretty prompt person. Person, so right. that you know, I, I don't. I don't think Ethan the
3: would. Home and Garden guys are usually on the road. Now,
0: once in a while, they're in studio. No, they're here all the time now. Are they? I thought yes. they did their shows on the road. Oh uh, no, no, no! They're the ones who don't put the cameras back. Pat and Denny, you know, the slung all over the place. Well, hold on
3: here. Now we may have a ball game
0: here because
3: <laughs> there's a lot of people involved in that Home and Garden show, mm-hmm. and. Honestly, you know where I think the Don't blame Don't you beef smirch Terry Stacy's name. No, I'm gonna, I will not have it. I'm going to bash it. Allison.
1: Okay. Yes. Allison
3: is the producer of the Home and Garden show, and she's like part of the, yeah. the team there. And I bet it's her parting gift just to make our lives miserable. Yes,
5: Kevin. Yeah, we have Denny Smith on hold, and he would like to defend the weekend crew. Oh, oh
3: perfect. Okay. Yes, go ahead. Here we go. Denny, why do you, you know always
2: what? destroy our cameras? Go. No. We don't mess with your cameras. Pat does. He puts them (laughs) under the chair. Listen, we find so much stuff on the floor because that afternoon crew, that Hammer and Nigel or Nigel and Hammer, whatever their name is, (laughs) they they drop stuff on the floor. We find those adapters. Rob, look in front of your, your station your display, and there's a whole bunch of them. Oh, yeah, there the they are. There. Yeah, they're, they're, so they're right they're, here. That's oh, because there's, those there's, jackasses yeah. from 3 o'clock to 7 o'clock throw them on the floor when they're done with them.
3: You know what this sounds like? Remember when O.J. came out with the book, If I Did It? <laughs> That's what Denny Smith sounds like right now. <laughs> no, no, no. Here, see, Look, I am not. I am
2: not going to patronize somebody that grew up in Beach Grove. I'm a Speedway spark plug, and I won't even carry your water, pal. <laughs>
0: here, here's the thing, Denny. I think you're onto something because you guys never put that board back after you do your wish. TV hit every morning when I come in, the board is not put back, the camera is not put back. Why wouldn't you be the most likely suspect here? I'm with Denny Smith. What would I need adapters for? Nigel and I have our own headphones. Just to be do You difficult. remember
2: how do you remember when we used to have uh, cleaning supplies in the studio? I think we went through them in about three months. We had a year's supply and we yeah. went through a year's supply in three months because of that three o'clock to seven o'clock crew on the on the weekday. Now hold there's on here stains all wet. there's beer stains. I even thought I found some alcohol. I mean, i am we're talking high, high-priced food stains on the no. No.
3: Let's start with the cleaning supplies, because, Rob, you know, a lot of that is my own stuff. Yeah, that's true. And I bring them own. in here, yeah, and then true. those no-good freeloaders on the weekends, the home and garden show, they steal my stuff from my home <laughs> and my
0: garden. Yeah, that's true. Very well, good. Listen, that's a fair point. Th-
2: so those, those cleanup wipes... Those are not face tissues. Somebody's <laughs> using them to clean up their face, and I think it's Beach
0: Grove. No, oh, no, Grove. come on, Danny. We don't clean things in Beach Grove, hey, so Dan- that, that argument is moot. <laughs> hey, hey, Danny, while we got you here, you got any culprits on who's destroying the community bathroom across the hall from us? You know who that uh, might be? Cause, uh, well,
2: well, I was told when I came there 20 years ago that that was only for news personnel. We weren't allowed to use it. Really? So go down the hall. Yeah. We were, we, we were told it was the little newsman's room. <laughs> Interesting. True, the little newsman's room. We weren't supposed to go in there because they were always in a hurry.
3: My concern is that there's somebody very, very sick in the newsroom because in the event that one of us have to go in there like really quickly during a commercial break, sometimes you walk in there and I don't know if I should call the coroner or if I should call the police. <laughs> yeah, Matt
0: Baer came out of the, the other day and he was cussing up a storm to the point he felt so bad about how, how he, he was treating me he came back with a banana and said I'd like to offer you this as a peace offering for yelling at I, the
2: bathroom. one of these days you'll have to have me on so I can tell you stories of the plumber's tales we call that splatter poopy
0: oh, and, and, oh.
3: Uh,
2: yeah.
0: hey Danny, so. real quick while, while we've got you you and, you and Pat might know Hammer and I are desperately trying to find old tapes of Dave the King Wilson where Bobby Heenan was the fill-in host do you know if any of those exist anywhere Um, I don't know. I know that
2: there came a point with one of the former program directors that he said, just get rid of them. Uh, There was a storage issue and just get rid of of them. You can call Dave. I'll text you his phone number. You reach out to Dave. He may keep them. I don't know. But one of the program directors from about 12, 13 years ago just cleared cleared stock, and that's too bad. Oh,
3: man.
0: Danny, you're the man. Thank you, my friend. Danny! Take care. Yeah, bye-bye now. What's coming up this afternoon?
3: Uh, you're going to come by and go off the rails, and we'll have the biggest stories of the day. Thanks, Hammer. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. <laughs>